The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. And now for your nice ladies and gentlemen out there who don't understand the Italian language, I'd like to do two choruses in British. Why don't you get yourself a nice girl? I get, get a nice one almost every night, ma. Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you could settle down. That's what I, I settle down almost every night, but then in the morning I'm free. Okay, man, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Now, come on, now, crank this motherfucker up. You're turning my headphones up, Joe. Turn it down. Turn my headphones down. Keep going. Turn it down. Someone in that control room. Turn my headphones down, Joe. Keep going. Keep going. You're turning the wrong knob. What is going on back there? Jesus, Joe. Get in order. <sighs> Welcome to Funk and Fantasy. You know it's Tuesday. You know the dumpster fire is roaring loud and proud when Joe Quills is over here turning up my headphones so I can't... I, Joe, I'll do it my damn self. This way. Righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. You got it now? Under control? Jesus. I got to go hard out now because of that. Anyway. Welcome to Funk of Fancy. I'm your host, Luigi Curto. Alongside of me is Joe Quillen. You just met him now by getting his ass chewed out by me. <laughs> I tell you, man, free help. It's hard to find. You know what I'm saying? It's Scott, I've been checking in. We got NIT semifinal action. All right? We got a whole lot to get into tonight. We got March Madness Final Four action. We got HBO characters feel the 64 Final Four action. We're going to get updates for that. All right? We got Phillies updates. Jeopardy's on the TV. Right? Yep. We got one of the greatest quotes ever from someone retiring. Okay, we also have, uh, what else do I got over here? I got all kinds of stuff written down here. Uh, da, 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 da. I got NBA G League update. and Not G League, the movie. No, not G League. No one saw that. It's been on Netflix since like the beginning of time, but no one watched it. It's like lost in the back. Netflix can't even find it to get it out of there. Yeah. And then you also, we also have a very important game in the West, which will decide the West, quite possibly. And you have the Denver Nuggets who I said would win the West over the Warriors, traveling to Golden State to take on said Warriors in a pivotal, pivotal matchup, which, like I said, could determine the West. And if Golden State can win this game, they can go ahead and rest some players and get ready for the playoff push. Okay? It's also... And my headphones. Why do I not have any room in my own place? It's the way you set things up. It's my studio, and it's an outrage. Joe, you got to help me out here. 
I've only got one glass of wine, but I'm complaining like crazy, so I can't figure it out. What is this? Where'd this come from? I don't know what is going on here. I feel like a prisoner in my own home. Anyway, there's that. It's also National Autism Awareness Day, which is, is huge. But you just put your glasses on upside down. I know. That's an outrage. Because you were like this. <laughs> I'm dealing with a lot of things over here. Stress being the number one. All right, leave me alone. Well, Let me get a drink. Real trying quick. to loosen the mood. That's Jesus. All. Dumpster fire. All right, I'm good. I'm all set. Like I said, it's National Autism Awareness Day. Make sure you're wearing your blue unless you don't have it on. Go and put some, put some blue on. All right, everybody wears green for St. Patty's Day. National Autism Awareness Day is a, is a very important day. It's very near and dear to my heart. Um, and if there's, if there's one thing I will always say, it's that we can learn a hell of a lot more from these individuals than they can learn from us. You want to talk about the, the most empathetic, loving, beautiful, just wonderful human beings. Um, you know, our artistic, just the autistic society is... It's incredible, man. I mean, I do everything I can for them as far as charity-wise goes. I give up my time. I do whatever I can do. And, um, you know, if there's anything out there, anyone out there who needs anything as far as any help with that or advice as far as getting phone numbers, contacts for activities or whatever the case may be, you can contact me at LuigiCurdo22 at gmail.com, and I will um, I'll make sure I get that over to you and we'll keep you uh, up to date on everything that's going on. So, you know, shout out to Autism Awareness Day. Also... Oh, we also got Luigi versus Scratch Off. Oh, yes. We got to get down to that, right? We all know how that works now. We got the 20-hour Scratch Off in the house. If I win, I'm out. That's it. If I win the, if I win the million, the show is done. We're shutting the dumpster down. And if you lose and I win, since I have mine... Here. Yeah, you bought a ticket. See, like, there's the thing, Joe. You bought, we bought, you bought a ticket and I bought a ticket, which means that if you win on my show... You got it. Like, I'm sorry. I, we'll leave it up to the audience. Okay. And you can call in 619-924-9874, 619-924-9874. If you win, I think I'm owed like 80% of the money. Oh, I thought you were just going to kick me out and you're going to go slow, solo the rest of the No, I, mean, I could kick your ass if I wanted to, but I'm just saying that I'm, I think I'm just going to, if you win on your scratch off and I lose on my scratch off, like you win like the million dollars, right? I'll be so pissed because this is the one I picked because you picked two of them up or I didn't buy it. So that means I picked my own fate and I lost. If I win... I will give you 10%. Okay. But I'm talking about the million, though. You ain't getting like 10% of 100 bucks or anything. Okay. That's ridiculous. But I'll give you 10% of a million. But if you win the million, you got to give me something. I I'm not going to take 80% because that's just outrageous. But like 64, somewhere around there, like 62% of the take after taxes. I'm not going to pre-tax you okay. after taxes, all right? Let's get down to the business, all right? Get to the bonus. We're scratching away, all right? Hear the scratching? I never went. Oh! We got a winner on the bonus, baby! We got a winner on the bonus, baby! Ah! We have broken the streak. The streak is done at five weeks. Straight cash, homie. We have got a winner. All right? Now, we don't know what that winner is yet, but we have a winner. We're going to continue scratching the numbers. We got 27, 39, 11, 30. Joe, 11 and 30 next to each other. That's my birthday. 11, 30, 10, 9, and 25 for our Spanish-speaking friends, which is the number 25. We're scratching away here, and so far, we ain't one shit. 29 is no good. Five, oh, Joe, we have another winner. We have two winning, we have two winning denominations here. 
Two win denominations. Let's keep it rolling here. Let's keep it continue the same thing, as Sammy Sosa once said. Baseball been better, better good to me. All right, so we have a winning ticket with two winning possibilities. Now, I don't think I won the million here. At least both of these things have half a million dollars written on them, okay? Here's the thing, though. Did you get... Oh, so, Joe, you lost. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, Joe, you have your scratcher app. Oh, the great Jose from Norristown checking in. What up, Jose? Jose, I want you to call in tonight, 619-924-9874. 619-924-9874. You know the number. I haven't talked to you in like a month and a half. I don't know where the hell you've been. You're like, witness protection program, Jose. But I've been, I want to talk to you. I want to get your, your uh, tournament recap and your... Uh, expertise, as they would say. And we got an update from David Price. It's raining in Washington, which means the game as of right now is delayed. The pilgrimage from Philadelphia has happened to see Bryce Harper. They have his back in right field. And how the Nationals fans allowed this to happen, to sell out the entire right field stands to the Phillies, I have no idea, but it did. Now, Joe, you have the app. Yes, I do. Here we go. I hit one on the bonus, and I hit one number here. Number nine. On the scratch-off, number one in your hearts. All right, Joe. I'm not going to scratch the numbers. We're going to just play. This is complete roll to dice. We're going to see how we won. But the streak is over. I have won, ladies and gentlemen. I want winners. You got winners. Joe, hang on a second. Let me get you a little drum roll action here. Because, you know, we got to do up the shtick here on, on, on Funkin' Fancy. You know how it is? Everything's more fun with the drops. Here we go. $50. Yes! All right, ladies and gentlemen, give me a royal round of applause here. Where am I at here? What the hell's going on? There we go. $50. I can't retire on 50 bucks, so that means the show will be back next week. However, you can get two, two and I can, a half more tickets. I can get two and a half more tickets, or... Oh, the OJs. <laughs> or I can get another bottle of wine, because I don't drink that cheap shit. Drink the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of the good stuff, I got the good stuff right now. And we're going to get into the, uh, we're going to talk about March, March Madness Field of 64. All right? The, the real March Madness is happening. Yes. Okay? So, we're down to the Final Four. Duke is out. Okay? Duke has been, has been hanging on by a thread. You know, they've been, they've been, it's, it's funny how the powerhouse, the perennial powerhouse like Duke, has been the cardiac kids of the tournament, Joe. Yeah. It's amazing, right? And everyone's been rooting against them because they hate Duke. I don't. I'm a fan. I, mean, I hate the face guy. You know what it is. I, I, don't, I don't shy away from it. Now, Duke loses. They're out. Michigan State, final four. Texas Tech in the final four. First time. First time, long time. Virginia in the final four. And Auburn's first appearance in the final four, which is Charles. I should call Charles tonight. I should yeah. see if we can get Charles on. He's probably busy now with NBA TV, but I should try to give him a call. Um, so let's break this down. So Virginia's there, third time ever in the final four. All right? The other two times there, 81-83. Sorry, you lost to some great teams. Yeah. You couldn't win it there, okay? You lost to uh, the 80, you know, in 81, you had Ma Mas Raleigh Massimino's um, Villanova Wildcats. No, I'm sorry, that was the Houston, the Houston Cougars in 81. Uh, I'll look it up for you. Yeah, look that up for me. But anyway, so Virginia, they're in there for the third time. But after getting blasted out of the first round last year by the first ever 16 seed, knocking them out, they're a team on a mission, and they are, they're into the Final Four. Auburn's first appearance in the Final Four. Texas Tech first appearance in a slew of tournament appearances for Texas Tech. They are no stranger to the dance, okay? But they've yet to go home with the prom queen, all right? But they have a chance to do it this year. And then Michigan State, obviously, 
10th Final Four. Um, you know, Izzo's, uh, you know, he's there. He's a staple there almost every, every couple years. Uh, the last time they won it was in 2000, all right? They beat Florida in that game. Now, there was a couple pros that came out of that team, all right? Now, you remember some of the pros on that Michigan State team, Joe? Which, which year was it again? This is 2000. Um, Mateen Cleese. How about Mateen? That's right, Mateen Cleese. Good job out of you. You're welcome, Siri. <laughs> the Siri portion. How about um, how about Mo Peterson? Remember Mo Pete? No, I don't. Remember the former Toronto Raptor great Morris Peterson? Joe, come on. Man. Oh, okay. Don't make me give you one of those early in the show. Yeah. Mo Peterson on that team. Michigan State had Udonis. Ha- I mean, not Michigan State. Florida had Udonis Haslam. Yeah. On that team. All right. So they lose, and uh, again. The team with the most experience here, obviously, coaching-wise, you know, we're looking at Tom Izzo. Bruce Pearl, it's his fifth year over there in, a, in Auburn. He's got that program completely turned around and ready to go. He's got a, they got the best back, they got the best backcourt of the Final Four. Yeah. And the backcourt is what you need to win in college basketball. That's what I think I need. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm going to give you my picks here. I'm going to give you my stone-cold mortal locks here for the Final Four. Texas Tech versus Michigan State. I think the Izzo magic is going to run out. Mm. That's right. I'm taking the team that no one was talking about early. I'm taking the Red Raiders and the greatness that is. And I'm taking Texas Tech to upset Michigan State. Okay. Okay? Small upset. It'll be a small upset. Yeah. They'll go to the final. Auburn and Virginia. All right? This one is tight. I mean, Virginia's defense is, for once, as advertised, okay? They're playing phenomenal defense in this tournament. And they're, they're having – listen, they're playing as good at basketball as anyone right now at the moment. That being said, Bruce Pearl is getting to a final. And I'm taking the Auburn Tigers to knock Virginia out. We'll do it out. live. We are doing it live right now, all right? Take it easy. Taking the Auburn Tigers to beat Virginia – and it's going to be Auburn and Texas Tech for the first time ever for both of these historic franchises here in college in college sports altogether. In the final. And the mighty Charles Barkley's, the Auburn Tigers, are going to win the 2019 College Basketball National Champ- Championship. Lock it in. Joe, do you agree? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you, what do you got? I like Michigan State. Of course you do. Um, I, I just think Tom Izzo, you know, he always seems to get his teams into the final. That's what I mean. I think, I, yeah. I think for once, yeah. I think the Izzo magic, I'm going to go against the, the – I'm going to go against the, the, the regular here, the yeah. regular, as we like to say. I'm going to go against that, and I'm going to say that – And I think – and I think Virginia as well because I think the injury that Auburn had. I'll bet you thirty seven. bucks, Joe. How about that, man? I got thirty dollars <laughs> here. I'm up. I'll bet you thirty dollars that my final happens and not yours. How about that? I bet you thirty dollars Auburn went. What are you? Who are you taking to win it? I'm taking Michigan State. To taking win. Michigan State. All right. How about this? The only way it can happen is if they play each other, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only way we can get a bet against each other. But I'll tell you what. I'll bet you thirty bucks that Auburn wins the championship. You bet me thirty bucks Michigan State wins the championship. Okay. Neither one of them win. It's nil and void. Yeah. How about okay. that? Good we'll make enough. it easy. All right. Good gentlemen's bet. Perfect. Because I just think with the Auburn game with their with their star player blowing out his knee, they had the win for him mentality in the regional final. 
I just think with a couple of extra days between the regional final and the final four game in Minnesota, about practice. I just not think a game, not a game, not a game. Talking about practice. We now, talking about I'm not talking practice. about practice. I'm 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 not talking about losing the player and the mentality all that stuff. No, no, no. I'm talking about the fact of I think Virginia is gonna is gonna is like I said playing like a team on a mission, but they're Virginia. Virginia's gonna Virginia, all right, and they're gonna chalk it up. They're gonna they're gonna give it up at some point in this tournament. And what better time than the Final Four? All right, I think Auburn and I think Bruce Pearl, okay, I think his coaching will get it done for them. Yeah. Okay, I think he'll get them to the final. That's what I think, and I think Izzo will come up short. Texas Tech wins this game by you know a handful of points. All right, nothing crazy. Speaking of which, Scott Evans is saying update on the Funkin' Fantasy Bracket. I will have an update on that. We will get to that. Don't worry. We have, and, and let me tell you right now, you can cut the tension with a knife on this bracket. All right? It is getting so tight. One game in particular is tied at the moment, Joe. Tied at the moment. And voting will end tomorrow on that matchup. We'll get to the final. We will play the final the day of the next Funkin' Fantasy, which will be sometime next week. Yeah. <laughs> and to clo- close your thought on the... Virginia Final Fours. Right. They lost to North Carolina in 81, Mm -hmm. and they lost to Houston in 84. Right. So, speaking of teams that were losing, Duke is gone. Right? They're gone. But, so is Zion Wilson, I mean, Zion Williamson and JT Barrett. They're gone. They are going to be the, for all intents and purposes, the number one and number two pick in the draft. All right? Zion is the number one pick. In the, I'm taking Zion number one, okay? Just number one. It's, it's baby LeBron, right. okay? This kid is barely even done growing. I mean, he's, he's not even done growing yet, all right? It's LeBron James reincarnated, and the city of Cleveland would love to have that, but the chances of them getting him are not that bad. In fact, they're, they're third right. behind the Suns and the Knicks in the NBA draft line. Because it's that time, because when the teams are done... It's time to start tanking for some of these players, okay? And right now, currently, the Knicks have the, number, the, the best odds of getting the number one pick, followed by the Suns, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Chicago Bulls, and the Atlanta Hawks, who are resting some players tonight. Uh, but they got a winner in Trey Young at kick and play. At kick and flat-out play. And he better play his ass off. Than I got a ton rolling on him in FanDuel, seriously. I'm a, hey, listen, man, I'm a daily fantasy sports junkie. All right, so are you, and then so are a lot of other people out there. And call into the show, 619-924-9874, 619-924-9874. It's a winning night, Joe. Yeah. It's a winning kind of evening. I mean, I hit the scratch off. We're putting, you know, we're, 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 we're destroying trends here tonight. That's what's happening. Losing trends are out. It's all about winning. That's what it's all about from now on. Yes, it is. And speaking of winning, let's get to see who's winning. The HBO Greatest Characters in History, Fuel the 64. We willed it down to eight, Joe, last week. And the Elite Eight consisted of Tony Soprano, Larry David, Jon Snow, Paulie Walnuts, Kenny Powers, Omar Little, Arya Stark, and Ari Gold. All right? A couple of Jews in there, mm-hmm. which is good. A couple of Jews to choose from. Now, in the Elite Eight, Larry David takes out Tony Soprano. Paulie Walnuts takes out Jon Snow. I mean, it wasn't even a close one. I mean, he whooped his ass, okay? So that means Jon Snow is out. Paulie Walnuts is playing Larry David right now in the final four. All right? He is currently in 
in the final four right now. The, the matchup is taking place. I'm going to go to let's go to the update desk. I got the numbers here because I voted on both of those. Paulie Walnuts right now is he's 91 votes in so far. 63% of the vote to Larry David. Larry Legend is out here kicking some ass right now, okay? So that's a tough one. I don't know if Paulie's got enough to get back into it, but we got a long way to go. Like 20 hours or some shit like that. <laughs> so it's a long yeah. way to go. But then we switch over to the other side of the bracket, the right side. And in the Elite Eight, again, Omar from The Wire, one of the greatest characters of all time, right, takes on Kenny Powers, the sixth seed, the Cinderella of the tournament, okay? And Kenny takes out Omar by one vote. Wow. It was 51 to 49 because a tie, Omar would have advanced because he's the two yeah. seed. One vote was all it took, and Omar was gone. That's it. And Kenny Flippin' Powers has moved on to the final four where he will face Ari Gold after Ari laid the smackdown to Arya Stark, okay? He's been steamrolling everybody in this tournament. So it's, it's, it's Ari versus Kenny. And right now with 95 votes in, it is currently Ari Gold holds a one-basket lead, 51% to 49% over Kenny Powers. This thing is so close, Joe. It's going to come down to the absolute wire, no pun intended to our wire fans, who everyone basically out. And David Price says, Omar's not coming. <laughs> and no, he's not, all right? He ain't coming anytime soon. He was out. Again, a lot of people had him to go. You know, I, I, I saw Arya Stark knock off Stringer Bell. I thought that was kind of, I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, but Paulie Walnut's not, I mean, Paulie ran the gauntlet. He really did, man. And, I mean, kudos to him for getting there. But to me, it's looking like it's going to be Larry Legend. I don't know, man. If the ghost of Kenny Powers can, can push him through to the final. But I think it's going to be Larry versus Ari. And I think Larry David is going to is going to cut down the nets at the end of this show. What do you think? I agree with you. You agree with that? Yeah. All right. That's what that's what I thought. That's that's Any four of these could win it and yeah. I'd be happy. I'd be fine with it. I'm, I I can't believe I really can't believe that Kenny Powers took out Omar though. That was that was a shocker to me. Not too not too in the pink one in the stink type of shopper, shocker or the Wichita shockers. But Yeah, I didn't see that one happening. Here's another one I didn't I didn't see one happening, Joe. How about uh, Chris Boucher? Do you know who Chris Boucher is? No. You don't know who Chris Boucher is? Well, you should know who he is, Joe. He's the MVP of the G League. Oh. He is the MVP of the G League, all right? And uh, he becomes the first international player. He's from Canada, so it's not really that, not that big of a deal. You know what close, I'm saying? Close enough. First international player ever to win the G League MVP, 27.2 points per game, 11.4 rebounds. This guy was averaging 27 and 11, and four blocks a game, all right? He was part of the Raptors organization. He was drafted in 2007, undrafted rookie. Uh, he actually did have a cup of coffee with the big club uh, earlier in the year, and then they sent him down. Okay. When they fully got healthy again, and then they acquired uh, Marcus Gasol, there was no need for him to be there. Again, they acquired Marcus Gasol later, but they didn't have to call him back up. But he's a big, and... Um, intriguing prospect to watch. So we'll see if he ever makes anything out of himself coming out of the G League. But someone who did make himself make something out of himself a while back was a, a gentleman by the name of Channing Fry. <laughs> All right? 
Channing Fry is retiring at the end of the season. He spent 13 glorious seasons in the NBA, uh, currently a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's playing minimal minutes, okay? Um, I got to pull up the quote because I had it on my phone. But he had, the, he had a, a fantastic quote about him retiring. Channing Fry. This is a direct quote. Listen, I'm rich. I'm a champion. I'm 35, and I'm retiring, and I'm living a great life. So if you think I suck, I'll see you at L.A. Fitness in a year, motherfucker. <laughs> All right? Which I love. I love that. So let me give him a roaring round of applause. Because what he's going to do is he's going to go to his local L.A. Fitness and just start just jamming on people. That's it. Again, he's 35 years old. He's still young. I'm not 30. I'm, I'm old. But he's 35 years old. And uh, he's moving on. Like I said, he's going to be retiring. He's not going to the Hall of Fame or anything like that. He's got an NBA championship with LeBron. Actually, I think he's got two. I'm not sure. Either way. I love, I love it how he said it, though, though. I'm 35. I'm rich. I don't need to do this anymore. I'll just go, I'll just go school fools at the local uh, L.A. Fitness, which is perfect for me. And speaking of school and fools and being rich, Russell Wilson, all right? Russell Wilson just told the Seattle Seahawks, this was like... I don't know, maybe an hour before the show started, that uh, he wants a new deal by April 15th, all right? He's currently making $21.9 million a year. Now, I got a message for uh, the Seattle Seahawks organization. Pay him. Pay that man his money. He's the only thing that's kept them in contention mm-hmm. the previous two years. I mean, now at the end of the year this year, the defense started stepping back. That legion of boom started coming back, Right. For the past two years, it's been Russell Wilson and nothing else. Yeah. Literally nothing else. But again, he, start, you know, he is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. He is a franchise quarterback. I love when people say franchise quarterback. If you play for a franchise, technically, yeah. you are a franchise quarterback. You have a job in the NFL, right? Yes, you do. Okay. Joe, do me a favor. Text Charlie. Make sure he knows the call on 745. We got to do the Tuesday 10. Charlie couldn't be here, so we're going uh, to have him call in. Now. It was also April Fool's yesterday, April Fool's Day. Now I'm I don't I don't do I don't deal in April Fools. All right, I don't play games, yo. I don't do this yeah. joke shit. But I've I've never pranked anyone on April Fools. I've never I've never been pranked on April Fools. I mean, my entire life is a joke. Let's face it. But I've never been pranked on April Fools. I don't prank anyone on April Fools. Are you the prank playing type, Joseph, or have you gotten the uh, the, the the pie in the face yourself? I am the prankster. You are the prankster. You are the da- the doctor of love, Joe. What what, <laughs> what, what exactly has happened? Um, what, what what did you do? Let's see. When I I was finishing up my bachelor's degree, Drexel, mm-hmm. and Ari's still holding strong. And I decided to take a class on campus. Okay. So first day of class, freezing cold. I go into the building. I noticed that this, there's this one girl, even though it's 30 degrees. All right. Got cleavage all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I got my April Fool's thing. So I go home. I talk to my mom. I go, hey, mom, I got kicked out of Drexel today. She goes, what? I go, yeah, I got kicked out of Drexel today. I told a girl she had nice tits. <laughs> so she goes, what? Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says, wrap it up. So, come on, man. Let's go. Get into the damn story. This is a one-hour program. She starts screaming and screaming. I said, April Fool. She goes, oh, fuck you. (laughs) Joe, I got to be honest. I I didn't get it. Oh, about you getting kicked out of school? Yeah. It's not funny to tell your mother. You don't do that. 
What's wrong with you, man? First day on campus? You don't do that to your mother, Joe. Woman who raised you scare her like that <laughs> financially. What's wrong with you? Well, I was paying for it myself, so it didn't matter. Right. Hey, well, I mean, hey, that's what she said. Now, listen, the Phillies now. Yes. I don't want to talk about the law again. This isn't a local. Okay, Joe, these two monarchs of popular culture both passed away on August 16th, one in 2018, the other 41 years prior. Who are those monarchs, Joe? And this is for final jeopardy. Do you know the answer to these questions, Joe? Um, Let's see if you know. Do the people out there know? What do you think it is, Joe? Who is King Ralph and Elvis Presley? Who are B.B. King and Elvis Presley? Is that correct? It is correct. B.B. King and Elvis Presley. Cheever's 56. That's it? No, it's wrong, Joe. That was wrong. What's the matter with you? Get your facts straight. It must who are Elvis Presley and and Franklin? He he crossed out Elvis and just kept Presley up there, like just in case somebody else named yeah. Presley. We'll yeah. call it that way. And you know, listen, they ain't gonna buy that shit. Let's see. He risked ten thousand dollars. Was he right? He was right. Yes. It was Presley and Franklin. That's a good job out of him. All right. Five day total, one hundred fifteen thousand dollars for that freaking dork. <laughs> God damn it. Speaking of people making a lot of money, did you text Charlie? Yes, Does he know to call in? Does he understand? He didn't reply yet. I can't have this this kind of nonsense, Joe. Seriously. So, speaking of uh, getting rich, Bryce Harper got rich, right? Yes, he did. So, Bryce Harper comes into the Philadelphia Phillies. We're three games in, and everything's lovely. Everything's beautiful. They just swept the Braves. They're in first place. They're all on track for 162-0, Okay. A record that's never been done before, but the Phillies are on pace for it. They're the only undefeated team left in baseball. We're going to enjoy this, okay? Yes, we are. I was at the game the day before. I was at opening night, okay? I didn't go to opening day. I gave you my tickets to the second goddamn game. Yes. And then I went to opening night myself, which it was freezing cold out there. Absolutely freezing cold. So I'm like down low. I'm way down low, right? I literally made my way up to the 420 level, for level actually for section 422, just so I can get away from the wind because the wind yeah. is not whipping that high there. So I went all the way upstairs and sat there. And by the way, because I was right underneath the broadcasting booth, A-Rod, shut the hell up. <laughs> a cheesesteak is a cheese sandwich. You call Reese Hoskins, Reese Haskins, like 17 times. Like, can, can you just, like, just stop doing this as a career? You got enough money. You got a quarter billion dollars. Right? You're cheating on J- I mean, you're with J-Lo, so stay with her. <laughs> Everything's fine. I don't understand why you got to come corrupt my damn broadcast. He was the worst, man. Yeah. Uh, then also, uh, so the Phillies again, and we got phone, we got phone lines lighting up here, 619-924-9874. Uh, so they're 3-0. They're playing the Nationals. Three games set. Zach Eflin versus Max Scherzer. Eh. If, if Mother Nature allows if it. If Mother Nature allows it, but I think we'll get nine in tonight. Actually, it's a two-game series. It's a two-game series. That's it. All right? Uh, but I think we'll get nine nine innings in at, at some point. And here's something. So Bryce, on the, I'm, I'm going to give you the, the 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 Phillies free agent acquisitions here and what they've done through the first three games. Bryce on the young season, he's batting 333, two home runs, two RBIs, both solo shots. In fact, when I got up, he had a home run. Yeah. Not that I care, but whatever. Now, the, it also came out that the Nationals reportedly offered Bryce 12 years, 250 million dollars. Now, a lot of people were saying. Do the Nationals fans boo Bryce Harper when he comes back? If anything, 
They should turn around and boo the organization yeah. for lowballing the shit out of them and having them leave, okay? Even though $250 million is a lot of freaking money, okay? But yeah. again, they weren't willing to make that commitment. You know, the Phillies paid almost, you know, north of $80 million more for them, all right? Uh, JT Realmuto, okay, who I think is the, the glue that's going to keep this whole thing together, all right? The catcher, best catcher in the National League, I would say, yeah. right? Yeah. Probably top two, three in baseball. Yeah. It's going to be an all-star. Batting three thirty-three. See, the, you know, there's a trend here. One home run, four RBIs. Gene Segura, batting a clean 250 in the two hole. That's okay. All right. He hasn't gotten any RBIs yet, no anything. Andrew McCutcheon, batting a solid 182. Not great, but terrible. Okay. Two home runs, two RBIs. But the real hero here is our boy Mikel Franco in the eight hole. All right. Wait, he's a free agent? No, Mikel Franco. <laughs> I know, I know. In the eight hole. Batting 444, two home runs, seven RBIs to lead the club. Look, man, I, you know, this, this lineup is as dangerous as anyone. Yeah. Okay. Now, here, and this is a question I'm going to pose out here. And I'm going to do this already because, listen, we're all about cheesy shtick uh, sports radio here. So I'm going to make this quick. All right. I, I mean, I'm not going to make this quick. I'm going to make this. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, I'm going to make this weird early on, okay? Let's say the Phillies are rolling. I mean rolling, okay? Bryce is just having a season. Everything's going great, fantastic. I mean, Phillies are 20 games up in first place. They're going to win a division. They're going to the playoffs. And I'm just saying hypothetically, all right? Because, again, you don't want it because do you miss with the chemistry kind of a thing? Let's just say, for the sake of shits and giggles, Anaheim's out of it. Let's just say. Okay. They come a-calling. They want to cut some payroll in the form of, we'll trade you Mike Trout for Bryce Harper. What do you do? And Trout's not exactly having the greatest season. He's having an okay season, but Bryce is having a better year. But you have the ability to obtain, quote-unquote, the, the best baseball player on the planet right now. It all depends on what we're giving up. Well, you're giving up Bryce Harper. And a little bit. And a couple throw-ins, okay? But would, even if the team is clicking on all cylinders, would you do it? I would keep things the way they are. Really? You would? So you would do that? You would, you would do that, not guaranteed knowing what Bryce is going to do next year or anything after that or what's going to happen with this season. You would literally leave it alone and not touch it, even though that the, the, the fruit is there, Joe. Mike, the guy everybody wanted is right there. You wouldn't trade for him. I do nothing because I'm looking at, I'm looking at next year and the year after and the year after. Harper's contract has flexibility to bring in more stars. You do realize that Mike Trout comes here that it's going to make a lot more revenue for the Phillies. You know that, right? I know that, but... They'll have a lot more prime time. They'll have a lot more sales. They'll have a lot more things. But we're going to have a lot more prime time this year. I'm just telling you. I'm asking that question. If the machine is rolling well, but Anaheim comes a-calling and says, I'll give you... Now, Jorge Luis Diaz says, put down the wine. Yo, (laughs) take it easy, all right? I've only had two glasses. Ish. I'm just saying, would you do it? No. You wouldn't do it? No. Okay. Because, again, they both have no trades, but they can be traded. 
Yes. They have to be talked to and consulted and coaxed and babied and all that other shit. You wouldn't do it. If you have the ability to obtain the, the best player I do not for the next 10 years, you're getting trout. Remember that. No, I don't, I don't do it. Oh, this is why I'm asking. Because you're, do, you're saying that based off of three games. That's why I asked this question to everyone. Because you, you already, you're already drinking the Kool-Aid. You're already all in. Based off of three games, you would not trade for the best baseball player in baseball. I think the pressure is actually off Bryce Harper. Because when he was in D.C., he had to, he had to be the star. He got thrust into the, into the star role from the first game that he was with the main There's no club. pressure off here. No, no, there is pressure. You've got, three, you've got the large, second largest contract in baseball, okay? There's pressure, Joe. There is pressure to produce. And they're gonna, he's going to feel that pressure when, I don't know, maybe he does go into a bit of a soft. I think, I think the first real time, first real time he's going to say uh, that he'll feel it is when he actually – missteps from the way he's been acting to the Philadelphia media over the last well, I, I disagree. Let's go to the phones. Go to 973-287. Let's see what they have to say. Who's on the line? Good evening, gentlemen. This is Lou from New Jersey. Hey, Lou. How are you? Hey, Lou. All right. Well, you know, the fans can go either way with Harper. I mean, some are going to, you know, cheer him, and some are going to boo him. You know, fans are like that, you know, when a player who gets traded and goes to another squad – Fans can be, you know, evenly matched. You know, they're not always going. They're not going to be, let's say, in unison all together. Correct. And I was reading something else that would that was uh, quite shocking about uh, about Harper. I was reading an article. I was reading an article this morning, and uh, this I, this I found kind of uh, interesting. Just let me go to the article here because I think you might find this uh, interesting too. No problem. Enlighten us, please. Okay. Well, I'll try to be as enlightening as I possibly can. Now, the Nationals were making an offer to keep uh, Harper, as you probably know, but very unusual. Now, he went into the uh, manager's office uh, last year, but the manager was not there, uh, Martinez. Um, and the owners say they wanted, to, they wanted to remain national and was given an envelope, and Harper declined to open the envelope immediately and put it in his pocket. And he met with the owner's wife, and they opened the envelope together. And there was a $300 million offer from the Nationals for 10, for 10 years, $300 million. And yet, you know, if that would have happened sooner, maybe we would have stayed with the Nationals, and they wouldn't be uh, struggling right now. No, I, and I agree. And I'll stop you there for a second, because I, I, maybe I do agree with that. Maybe if they would have shown him just a little more loyalty yeah. to him a little sooner rather mm-hmm. than playing this cat-and-mouse game with him, and just going up to him saying, hey, Bryce, yes. listen, this is how much we, we, we want you here. Let us show you. Okay? You're asking for this. We're going to offer you exactly mm-hmm. what you're asking. Now, if you go get more, then we can revisit this. But we're not going to lowball you. We're not going to play this game. We're going to offer you the 10 years, the $300 million. We want you to be here. We want you to be here in Washington for the next, you know, for the, you know, for the next foreseeable future, for the next decade. Here's the offer. Instead, what do they do? It kind of disrespected them. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Whatever the, I mean, listen, 12 years at $250 million, it's not disrespect. Let's, let's, get, let's get this right. We're talking about a quarter billion dollars here, okay? There's no disrespect. Right. The problem is, is that, again, the money is what everybody's looking at, and, and the, the money is what the money is now. Contracts are what they are, 
Okay, they're astronomical. And he, he the, the, listen, Scott Boris is the guy who's going to go get him that money. He wanted to drive that money up. He's got other clients. He's got other clients coming up. Again, look at Mike Trout now who's making 40 plus a year. Okay. Yeah. Now, if the Angels would have waited two more years yeah. rather than re-signing him now, you're looking at close to $50 million a year. They actually saved themselves probably north of $30 yeah. million by pulling the trigger early and signing him to an absorbent amount of money now. So I think it's it's not yeah. so much the the Phillies making the proper offer and because this is going off of your article. I don't even think it's as much as the Phillies making the proper offer or the, or the, the Dodgers being involved, or anybody else being involved, or even the Giants getting in the mix later on. I think it's, it's the fact that he's no longer in Washington is because Washington didn't show him that they wanted him there. Yeah, That's the thing. It's not even about the money. It's that they're showing him the, the love, showing him the want. I think, that's, I, think that's more, I think that would have went a lot further with getting Harper back in Washington than it did for him leaving. That's what I think. Yes. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's going to be a rough season, I think, without him. You know, Washington was... In kind of like intention last year, so like the last few weeks of the season, now they'll be lucky if they can win uh, like uh, 60 games this season. No, I don't know about I that. I mean, they, 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 got a, they got a pretty good roster. I mean, Trey Turner's a nice young player. They got, they got, a, decent, um, they got a decent pitching staff. Their bullpen's good. They're not ex- – I mean, listen, Harper, again, wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire last year over there. You know, you're, we're talking about a career 285 hitter, 25, 30 home runs a year. He's only hit 100 RBIs once, which happened to be last yes. year. Okay? He does walk a lot. The guy does get mm-hmm. on base. Um, but he was, you know, listen, he is the, the, he was the spark plug for the team basically kind of thing. So I, I do think they took the, I don't want to say they took the heart and soul out of Washington with Bryce Harper leaving, but I do think they, they took the spark out of Washington. That that's what I think yeah, happened. They yeah, they did. They took a big, they took a big spark. Now Lou, are you, are you a Nationals fan? No, but I know I am aware of Harper and I was aware of the contract and the talk and everything. And like, can I hear this one? Like, Okay, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah. So as now as it plainly as it looks. Exactly, because I it, had I, a I, chance to keep him, and he just took off. I, I see. Now, why even play? That's what I don't understand. Why even play the little baby game with that? Here's you know we'll put the you know yeah. we'll put the number in the envelope. We'll do this. We'll do that. Just go talk to the agent. What are they offering? What do you want? Yeah. This is where we're at. Bring Bryce in. Have a one-on-one with him. You've known him for the past eight years of his life. I'm sure he knows his way to your office. Yes. Invite him in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Invite yeah. him in. Tell him what you want. Put the contract on the table and say, look, man, here you go. We want you to be here. Now it's on you. If you choose to walk because yes. you want to take some more money, then God bless you, man. Go make your money, young man. Do your thing. But Washington wants you to be here. I don't want that to ever get lost in translation. And that's how you handle the business. Yeah. That's how you do that. And that's how you get a guy like Bryce Harper to take less to stay with you. Yes. That's how you do that. Right. I should have been a GM. I, I should have been a GM. I, I really should be. You got, you got yeah. to coax these people. You got to work the room. Man. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but, I think, but that's too much responsibility. It is a little bit. It is a little <laughs> bit too much responsibility. But you know what? It does have its perks, though. I mean, I heard, I heard you get free Sanka. That's why I do a host, but I don't own a network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go, Lou. Now, Lou, I got to ask you this other question because you're a first time caller on this program. How yeah. the hell did you find this dumpster? No, fire? no, I'm not actually. I'm a first time caller with you, but not the program itself. Really? Have you called the Tony yeah. show before? Uh, I used to call Tony, Tony Bruno quite a lot. Oh, okay, but, okay, uh, okay. Now, I'm, I'm wondering because, you know, I, I, obviously I produce for the show and I've, I've call, I call screen from back in the past. So I'm sure you and I have probably crossed wires at some point. Um, so I forgive me for not remembering. we have. We have, okay. So forgive me for not remembering the, uh, the, the name or the voice. Um, right. But I, I was just, I, like I said, I was curious on how you popped up over there and I appreciate you listening, man. Thank you so much. Oh, well, I go to Blog Talk Radio site and look up all the shows. I check the ones that are live and see the ones that... Um, 
first I listen to the first few seconds of the show, see if uh, if the topic is of interest to me. I try to buzz in. If not, then I'll just try someone else. And as I mentioned, I have a show of my own. You do? Um, on Saturday evenings. Yes, I do. And what do you do? What's your show about? Don't act so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's on another, it's on another uh, network, actually, uh, but it's called the Enhanced Sports Show. Now, you're based in Washington, correct? No, no, no. I'm based in, in, in South Philadelphia. Okay, same time zone then as us. Correct. Right, We're in Eastern good. time zone. Uh, it's on Saturday nights from 6 to 8 uh, here in the East Coast. Uh, the number is 712-775-7035. Pin number is 410-173 and then the pound sign. And we talk about just about anything in the sports world. We do cover baseball, basketball, uh, football, uh, even kayaking if you want. Kayaking? So, uh, Jesus, you get man. A chance. Was that on the Ocho? That part was a joke, man. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Saturday night, 6 to 8. Uh, Lou, before I let you go, before I let you go, since you, since yeah. you, do, you did mention one one thing aside from Kai, you did mention basketball. So obviously, I, I believe you're following the tournament and, and all that's going on with March Madness. We're down to the final. Oh, yeah. We're down to the final four. Who's going to the final? Who's winning it, Lou? What say you? Well, well, most of my uh, bracket is busted, of course. Everyone's uh, is. My, one of my number one picks is still in there, Virginia. So the chokes, the chokes of Virginia. All right, after getting blasted oh, last year by on. the 16 seed. Okay. Hey, listen. Let's let facts be facts. Okay. That team has been compl- it's right. been underperforming for the past three years. All we hear about is Virginia, 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 and they've done nothing but a, but disappoint, disappoint, disappoint. Okay. Now they played very yeah, well. They, they they're playing their best. I've said this earlier in the program. Uh, Joe and I were kind of breaking it down. I said Virginia's playing the best basketball that they've played in probably t- two years. Okay. Right now. Yeah. Defense yeah. is playing well. They're clicking on all cylinders. Bench is playing well. Everything is going right for Virginia, and they seem to be a team on a mission. However, as we've seen in years past, at some point, Virginia is going to Virginia. And I think, that's where, I think that's where the hiccup comes in this. I think you're going to tell me differently. I think you're going to say Virginia is going to beat Auburn. No, my heart is on Virginia. Okay. Uh, this year. Yeah. And I also heard that the Wizards got some bad news. Well, yeah, their season's been the toilet lately, uh, but they uh, – Fired their team president. Really? Yes, they the, fired him this afternoon. <laughs> well, listen, John Wall goes out, and uh, all hell breaks loose out there in Washington. And it's a shame, Amy. Listen, heads are going to yeah. roll, right? I mean, that's a team. That's another team that's been in, in complete transition. They brought in Dwight Howard, who's on his last. He was on his last leg three years ago. Okay, but they bring in Dwight Howard right. in, out of free agency. Um, they let go. Of, they let go of Markeith Morris. He's gone. He's over in, uh, in Oklahoma now. You like how I got the Markeith Morris right? See, I know the yeah, difference yeah. between both the Markeith and Marcus Morris. Uh, you like that, huh? So they let him go. Bradley Beal is literally the franchise. They trade Otto Porter over to Phoenix. Again, they're a team that completely yeah. blowing it up. And if, for me, I, you know, I was a guy over here in Philadelphia who was saying for, forever, I'm like, do what you got to do to get Bradley Beal. Do what you got to do yeah. to get Bradley Beal. And if I was Washington, they did themselves a huge – when John Wall got hurt, I think they did themselves a huge disservice by not trying to get themselves a king ransom for Bradley Beal. Now, I know you want to try to stay in contention and try to steal a place in a playoff spot in the East because it's the easiest thing to do, right? It's like, you know, if you, listen, if you don't make the playoffs in the East, you really suck. Yeah. Okay, you really suck. But I think it was, a big dis- it was a big disservice to their team and to their franchise going forward by not trading Bradley Beal away because even him, him and Wall together really didn't work that well. They really didn't even get along to begin with. So I would have I would have taken this time while John Wall's healing 
to trade Bradley Beal and start fixing it around there. That's, yeah. that's what I would have done, personally. Because for Bradley Beal, you would have gotten a pick and a, guy who can play, and a couple guys who can play. That's what you would have gotten for him. And dumped a ton of salary. A yeah. ton of salary. But anyway, so he's gone. So again, so you're taking Virginia over, over Auburn. We shifted to the left side of the bracket now. And Michigan State. Virginia and Texas Tech. Virginia and the, and the, and the greatness that is the Raiders. The, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Now, is Virginia going to win this thing? Or is the Red Raiders going to? Because I'm yes. I, Virginia's winning the national Virginia. championship. I, I can't. Get out! If I'm lying, Get out. I'm, nah, I'm not saying you're lying. I just can't see it happening. I don't. I don't. I think Auburn's going to give them all they can handle, and they're going to and, and they're going to knock off Virginia. And I think Auburn is going to win the national championship for Michigan State. That's what I think is going to happen. But again, I don't know anything about college basketball because mm-hmm. I picked Duke to win it, and they suck. Yeah, <laughs> right? I picked North Carolina. No, well, Duke. Like I said, okay. Duke. Duke. Duke was was again. They were. You know, we're talking about the perennial powerhouse in college basketball, and they were the cardiac kids of the tournament. You know, they really were. They were hanging on yeah. for dear life the entire way. And now, you know, half the team going, is going pro. You know, Zion and JT are going to be the number one and two picks in the draft, respectively. And then, you know, Reddish might go. He may go. I don't know. I don't know if he will go, but he may go. Jones is going to go. He'll be a late pick. So four out of five are going to, are going to the NBA. Yeah. Three of them are probably going to be lottery picks inside the top ten, with Zion and JT being one and two. So we'll see what happens, but... All right, Lou, we'll see what happens next week, man. You know, you got Virginia. I don't see him making the final, but like you said, if you're lying, you're dying. So we'll hope you're still alive next week, and we'll be able to talk to you, and we'll see how it went. Maybe in a coma by then, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I hope to be in a coma in the next 15 minutes. So I got to open up the bottle of cab, and I got to let you oh, rock wow. and roll. But thanks for checking okay. in, brother. I appreciate yeah, it. If you get a chance, don't forget uh, my show Saturday if, if you can. Absolutely, man. I'll make sure we get it out there for everyone. Six to eight. Six okay. to eight. Let's give you a round of applause on the way out, Lou. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Thank you. Lou from New Jersey calling in, man. There we go. Yeah. I used to call screen that guy back when I was, di- when I was in diapers. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What do you got? You, said, you got something you got to say, Joe. You got something you got to say? Well, uh, Jason Emeroff said that Harper's up right now. Phillies, uh, Phil's, uh, We're watching Wheel of Fortune here, man. I don't want to hear about the Phillies hey. game. We're in the middle of Wheel of Fortune. Jay- Pat's about to solve the puzzle. Jason's helping us out with, uh, with some uh, play-by-play here. All right. Well, I appreciate that. But hold on. Before, before he's helping us out, we got, we got other breaking news. Up-to-the-date live tracking of the, of, the, of the bracket here. Ari Gold has begun, the, has begun the pull away from Kenny Powers. It's now 53% to 47%. 105 votes are in thus far. Ari is over Kenny. And so far... Larry David is still thumping away here. 64% of the vote over Paulie Walnuts. Oh. Paulie, you can still get back into this, pal, but you got to hurry up. All right? Because time is a wasting, as June Carter once said. How ironic that the seeds are. Not right. ionic. Not ionic. How ironic is it that the seeds here are almost exactly like the final four matchups? You got a one against a six instead of a one against a five, and then a two against a three. There's insanity in the control room tonight. It's, it's, I, can't, I can't put my finger on it. Oh, yeah, the Blue, Chase, uh, the Blue Jays traded Kevin Pillar, too, for three players to the Giants. Uh, right-handed pitcher Juan de Paula, whatever. Infielder Allen Henson. And, the Giants have three players? And right-handed pitcher uh, Derek Law. Who the fuck is that guy? I have no idea who any of those guys are. Like, zero, like they make no sense. But Kevin Pillar, again, uh, it's funny. They say, like, he's underachieved career, right? A fucking ninth round pick. Like, what do you want from the guy? 
Yeah. Yeah, I was a career like 260 hitter. He gets streaky a little bit, right? Yeah. I'll knock 20 home runs, hit 80 RBIs. He was a ninth round pick. He had a nice little career out there in Toronto. People are like upset about that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. Speaking on on you know, underproducing. All right. Underproductive. Let's go to Charlie. You. What up? <laughs> Charlie, you know I love you, buddy. I gotta bring you in the right way. All right. We got Charlie here. He's calling in for the uh, for the Tuesday ten. Chuckles, let me play your music for you because I went ahead and you know to the trouble of making the damn tune song. So I'm gonna play it. All right. Yeah, you're gonna go through all that trouble. You gotta play it. Of course, buddy. Here we go. Ten, a ten, a fucking ten. One, two, three, four. Well, <laughs> next question. <laughs> See ya. It's time for the Tuesday 10, everyone. You know how it works. Charlie calls in with 10 questions. We have no idea what the hell they are. Charlie has no idea what the hell they are. He wakes up in the morning. He comes up in the, in the course of his day. He calls us, and uh, we answer them the best we can. Chuckles? Are you ready, Charlie? Are you sure you're ready? Because I don't even know if I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's do it. In half a mile, Charlie. Make sure you want to. Charlie, I'm listening to your navigation system. Where are you going? Oh, I'm good. Where are you going? Pay attention Uh, to the road. We are heading to Chick-fil-A. Charlie. I hate to do it to you. So, You should have came here and had dinner over here, dude. I I made this chicken soup, right, last week. Oh, but oh, Charlie, homemade chicken soup. Missed out. But now it's all like, like it's like the it's the later version, right? So we kicked it up several notches. Mm-hmm. Add a little bow tie pass in there. Dude, will you tell that bitch to shut up? <laughs> I'm in the middle of a program. I will. <laughs> and then, you know, you know, now it's all like it's all coming together, like all thick and, and congealed and beautiful, right? You know what I'm saying? We put the little for the, the fresh. Soup's got to sit, top. man. Oh, it's got to sit. I love when a soup sits. Joe, what's up, Joe? Harper struck out first at bat. Bryce Harper right, struck out on his first at bat, Joe. Trade him. Trade him. Get him out of here right now. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry about that, Chuck. First question. All right, number one. What is the oldest thing you have ever touched? Uh, what was her name? Um, Jesus. No, I'm kidding. Um, like personally, I touched the Liberty Bell. Dude, I work in the Philadelphia Museum of Art. We got stuff there from, like, ah. before Christ. But I'll tell you what, though. I never touched yeah. it. I mean, it's there, like, to do it. But, like, you get so close, and you're just like, I'm just going to touch it. You're like, yeah, I can't. Like, you just, I can't. Because you, you know, like, me knowing what I know about it and, like, the damage it could just do just by the oils in your fingers yeah. by touching it. It's like, if I do, I got to report myself. Yeah, true. You know, God forbid I ruin a Van Eyck from, you know, 2,000 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's a problem. So what about you, Joe? What's the oldest thing you touched? <laughs> I mean, other than the Liberty Bell? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be able to help myself, Luigi. You're a better man than me. Oh, it's tough. Well, keep your hands in your pockets, dude. It's tough. I was going to say James Earl Jones. <laughs> you touched James Earl Jones? Oh, well, I shook his hand. You shook James Earl Jones' hand? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's a good job out of you. Charlie, you had the, and you had the Liberty Bell, right? What's that? Jesus, man. Just pay attention for 10 minutes here while you're on the phone with me. No, I thought I was. Next question. Next question. All right. Number two. Should a grown man who considers himself to be a professional ball catcher be bumping kids out of the way for a home run ball? Ah, this piece of shit. 
Yeah. I remember this guy. So this guy's got like he's caught like more baseballs than anyone, right? He's got he's got better spray charts than the analytics yeah. team for the Phillies. He's got better spray charts than Red Tube. It's incredible. All right. So this guy goes all these games. He's caught like seventy freaking balls, right? Like home runs, right? Yeah. Again, right place, right time. Like he knows where to sit. There is a method to this. Okay. There is a method to this, and that's great. Spray chart, man. That's great that he. I mean, yeah, there is. There's analytics to this. It's the use of the glove. Like, you're, you're over the age of, like, 14. You shouldn't be bringing a glove to the game. Okay? You shouldn't be giving, you shouldn't be giving a glove to the game. And the guy who's bringing the glove to the game, you know he's, he's going home and he's just jerking off in that mitt by himself. You know that's happening. All right? But I don't believe in now. If you're going to go through the whole thing, Charlie, can you roll your window up or, like, let's do something with the outside noise? Uh, if you, I'm going I'm to mute you while we're driving. All right, it's fine. If you if you go through the thing of like um you're going to say if you catch a foul ball, right, or a home run, you're going to give it to a little kid. No. Hell no. If it's like your 70th one and it's just like some random thing, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. If I catch a foul, I've never caught I've never caught a foul ball. I got one in Camden, but not a major league ball. I caught a lot of shit in Camden, but it wasn't a freaking baseball, all right? <laughs> but I'm saying that is that like I it, I never caught a foul ball. I never caught a home run. I don't care if Timmy's over there pulling at my shorts going, Mr., Mr., can I have the ball? Let me tell you what I'm going to tell Timmy and his whole family if uh, they ask me for the ball, all right? Hey, shut the fuck up or go outside, all right? That's exactly what I'm going to tell him because I'm keeping the baseball. That's yours, okay? Again, if it's some stupid thing like some random foul ball of some knucklehead or whatever it is, and it's like your 30th one. Like, yeah, give it to the kid. Who yeah. cares, right? But if it's a monumental home run, take it. It's yours, yeah. man. Yeah. Spoils a war. Yeah, my, my rule is... That kid will get his when he gets a little taller. He gets a little older. That's all. Now, if he's got like you know, if he's yeah. got a hot mom or something, you know, and you're by yourself, yeah. uh, you know, listen, that might help persuade the thing, you know, depending on if she's down. But Yeah, yeah my rule is first ball that I get, I'm keeping. I don't care what the people say. But after I get that first ball, if I'm lucky enough to get a second one, yeah, then I'll give it to a kid. It all depends on what the ball is. That's all I'm saying. Charlie, unmute me and give me the next question. Next question. All right, next one. What's the best part of a rain delay? The best part of a rain delay? I got stuck in a rain delay last year for the uh, – I went to the Houston Astros game when they were here playing Phillies. And I took, my, I took myself to the game, spent good money on the seats, you know, Put up a little cash, coin. Mm-hmm. Fucking rained for like four hours, all right? I spent like $200 getting hammered walking around the concourse. That shit's expensive, dude. Yes, it is. I think the best part is like, I don't know, just watching around. The, Jorge Luis Diaz says he catches a home run and he's keeping it. Damn right, man, keep it. Um, I think the best part is like, you know, it's just walking around, just people watching, you know? That's it. You know, take a look at the scoreboard. And, um, you know, you see the funny little games are playing, you know, the trivia and all that stuff like that. Oh, and sometimes if you get, like, into the second half of the season, especially if your team's in contention, you get your rival team game on the, on the uh, big screen. True. But also the other best part is is that most people won't wait out the rain delay. Yeah. So they leave. So what do you do? You march your ass down from the cheap seats all the way down to as far low as you can get. Yes. And I've done that, man. I've started at the top, and I worked too. my way out to the freaking dugout, dude. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
So have I, man. That's, that's, the, that's the best part. part about it. I mean, literally, I mean, the rain's gone, right? Nationally televised game, the rain is gone. There's nobody there to even, like the TV camera needs people. They don't care. Usher's like, get in there. I'm like, I waited out. I waited out the tundra, all right? I'm moving. Mm-hmm. Get out of the way, all right? Seriously, get out of the way. And we all know the most famous rain delay game there was in Philly's history. Which is? The game that ended at 4.40 in the morning. I know. It was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that, Joe. Seriously. Ain't nobody got time for a rain delay at 4.40 in the freaking morning. Ain't nobody got time for that. I hear you. Next question, Joe. All right, next one. What's the worst part of a rain delay? Exactly what we just said. All of it. Everything we just said. Having to sit there and spend an absorbent <laughs> amount of money trying to drink your way through it and relax, right? Having to wait and, and, and then possibly the worst part is, is when they don't call the game. When they keep playing it. Like you said, mm-hmm. the 4.40 in the morning where they wait it out, then they resume play. And then it looks like the heavens are starting to open up yet again. Okay, it's like, look, if you're going to call it, just call the son of a bitch seriously and just pick it up the next day, man. That's it, because some people like I said, dude, these people are there like they're sleeping they're falling. These people got to drive home. Let's forget. about. Don't forget about like, you know, getting forget about getting the game in. How about the people that have been there hammered drunk now for 20 hours who have to drive home? Have to drive home. That's ridiculous. I hear you, baby. I mean, seriously, Dutch would say so if he was still here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Next question. All right, next one. Uh, what is your favorite big chain pizza place, and what's your favorite dish at that big chain pizza place? I don't have a big chain pizza place favorite. I don't go with the big chains. I don't do it. Actually, no? I'm going to lie. I'm lying. Hang on. I do. We had this rule. My buddy Steve and I, right? We used to go to casinos mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> right, so we used to go to the Taj. We used to have this rule that uh, high man bought because someone look if one of us won, the chances are the other one got his dick kicked in. All right, I mean to the point where it's just like you know, how bad was it? I got to sit down, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I got to sit down, that's, kind of a thing. That's the way it always goes. It, it's it's horrible. So we uh, the, the 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 high man would buy sp- Sparrows. I actually like Sparrow's pizza. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. They were the original, the, you know, the, 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 the stuffed crust. Yeah. You know, it was, it was good. Po- I mean, oh, for, yeah. for a chain. I don't do Pizza Hut. All right? Domino's. I've had like a pizza Domino's in, in what? The early of 20th century. That's like the last time I've had it. Um, Tony, you know, Bruno likes the Combo Mambo. He likes the Little Caesars. I'm not a big fan of the Little Caesars deep dish. I'm just not. Uh, I, I've, I've eaten, I'm a fan of Little Caesars too, man. I've never had Papa John's. Never will. I only, I only went to Papa John's because they always had the Flyers, Sixers, and Philly specials. I don't. I'm, a, I'm not a. I'm Jess not, says the Papa John's breadsticks. Jess, what did she? What did she say? She says the pop, the Papa John's breadsticks. There's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. I don't, I don't want to talk, we're not talking about breadsticks, okay? I, I, like, the pizza itself, I can't do it. Um, for a while, didn't Domino's come out with, like, those pasta bowls? Like, the pasta bowl, like, it was like, a, like they were doing, like, Tuscan pasta or whatever it is. Like, they're just... Pizza. No, it wasn't pizza. It was, it was Domino's. Pizza. It was Domino's. I'll bet you, I'll bet you another 30 hours. It was, it was Domino's, man. I used to be a fat kid. I know this. 
I know this. I'm still fat. I understand, but I'm telling you, it was Domino's. Marquise John says, Papa John's is awful. You're not missing anything. Thank you. I appreciate that. I like the, I like the, I listen, I live in Philadelphia, all right? I got a pizza shop every 15 feet. I like the local places. But if you don't want to be local, if you don't want to stay local in Philadelphia, you got to go to a place, Collegeville Bakery. All right, I got some cookies up there. So I go up there. So, so Steve invites me up. He's been up, invited us up there for over a year now, right? Last week, he tells me, um, Look, you got you got to finally come up. You got to try. You got to try us out. You got to try us out. I'm like, look, I, I want to come up. It's it's a pilgrimage from South Philadelphia, all right. But I was going to run at Valley Forge, so I was going to go run six miles that day. So Valley Forge and Collegeville are close by, like 15 minutes apart. So I said, all right, I'm coming up, right? Collegeville Bakery. Their slogan is, "We're more than a bakery." Let me tell you something. They are much more than a bakery. It was some of the best pizza I've ever had in my entire life. Entire life. The best. I'm not just saying that. They didn't yeah. give me any money for this. I'm not getting paid for it. It was some of the best pizza I ever had in my entire life. They did it absolutely perfectly. Then they made these wings. They, like, uh, they did them in the oven, right? Yeah. And like the, uh, the 900 degree oven. They didn't need anything on. They were perfect just as. I mean, this pl- Collegeville Bakery, if you're anywhere within, the, within spitting distance, make sure you get your ass over there. And if you're not, you get there by any means possible, okay? Because I'm telling you right now, Whatever you think you're not missing, you are. Their stuff is incredible. I got some cookies over there, Joe. I would have offered you one, but I'm not giving them away. I'm not doing it. I don't blame you. They're staying with me. All right? I had a nice amaretto cookie before I sat down for the show to get myself nice and calm and relaxed. All right? And um, I got a couple more left. I got some fresh bread in the freezer. You take it out. You you take it out of the bag. You put it on the counter. You let it thaw. And it's just like it was baked. And, I mean, this is the kind of bread. I mean, it was was like, you know, like. My grandmother would be proud. Like, she put this on her table. It was fantastic. So if you get a chance to go up to Collegeville Bakery, make sure and check them out. Again, I'm not getting a dime out of this, all right? We were just talking about pizza. I remembered I had some pizza there, so I'm throwing out some love to the people out there at Collegeville Bakery. Make sure and check them out, all right? And if you don't, oh, fuck it. It's your life. You do whatever you want to do. But at the same time, it, you know, it'd be nice <laughs> if you got up there. It'd be nice if you got up there, all right? Next question. Oh, wait, Joe, right. do you got an update? What is it Papa John? Is it I mean, Wait, hold on. I got to get this uh, bread bowl update. Uh, I did find that Domino's had a pasta bowl. Ah! Pay up, you prick. <laughs> I told you. Sorry about that, Charlie. Give me one of those. <laughs> nope. You can give me 30 of those. Go ahead, buddy. All right, you ready? I, I, I'm ready. I'm sorry. I'm in, I, I interrupted you. All right. Next one. What place is a no-go to purchase sneakers? Foot Locker. Who goes? I don't go to Foot Locker anymore. Like I, I you get there's all these other like off like uh like you know like the the, the smaller kind of like Kicks USA and all this guy. Like, yeah. You get them like tw- you usually find like ten percent, twenty percent cheaper than Foot Locker. I say no-go. Yeah, probably probably Foot Locker. Why? What do you got, Charlie? Did you get did you get hose oh, or something? Go. Did you get hose somewhere? No, I was told that I shouldn't buy shoes from Kohl's anymore. Kohl's? Why? Poor K. Yeah, I always get my sneakers from Kohl's. I don't know. No, now I get them from Jess. But Well, now you get them from Jess. Well, because Jess is a wonderful woman and you're a piece of shit. That's why, but Charlie. If without Jess, I'd be wearing Kohl's $35 sneakers. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, look, look I go to... Oh, here's, here's a great story, ready? So I went to... Uh, I went to Famous Footwear once where you get some good deals sometimes, right? I went there just to get a pair of workout sneakers. I just needed a pair of just like just some 
whatever, some Nikes, Adidas, whatever, just to go to the gym, right? Like, I have running sneakers that cost me, like, $175 just yeah. to run in. Um, yeah, that's another thing, too. You think you guys are cool with your Jordans? Go buy some running sneaks, all right, dude? Go buy some running sneaks. You, you, you start bringing up some serious prices. Yeah. Um, so I went there just to get a pair of gym sneaks, you know, everyday kind of walkers, right? So I go to get these pair of Nikes. They were 60 bucks. I was like, cool. You know what I'm saying? So I go up to the counter. Guy rings him up. Five bucks. I was like, what? Guy was like, yeah, I don't know what happened here. He rings it up again. Five bucks. I'm like, what's going on here? And he's like, I don't know. Something came around. I'll like, tell you what, though. If that thing rings up $5 one more time, I'm paying $5 for these sneakers, right? So rings it up again. $5. I was like, what the? F-? I'm, like, That's all. I'm like, I'm paying for them. Take my money. So apparently, so apparently what happens is, and then the manager comes over and says, when the sneakers have been on sale for X amount of time, no one tells you when it starts, whatever. The computer automatically automatically takes the price down to $5. Wow. To $5. It doesn't tell the employees. It doesn't tell anything. No, there's no way of knowing. But the sneakers automatically become $5. So the kid turns around and goes, dude, that sucks, man. He goes, if I knew they were $5, I would have bought them. You know, I didn't want to pay 60 bucks for them. I was like, I'll sell them to him right now for 50 <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> and meanwhile, after work, he's going through all the sneakers. Just I got a five hours for a pair of sneakers. I, no, they were... I, I love them, man. They were great. They were gym sneaks that lasted me like six months. They were great. They were five bucks. So that's what I'm saying. Every once in a while, walk into famous footwear, you might find yourself a little bit of a treasure in there, man. Next question. Come on, Charlie. Give it wrong. Yeah, there. That's, that's it. Oh, next one. Yeah, next right. one. Outside Philadelphia, what city is best for sandwiches? Oh, man. Um... You know, Philly is like the, the, the sandwich capital. Like, it really is, man. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, you have Pittsburgh with, exactly. like, with like the Permani Brothers thing. You know what I'm saying? Screw Permanis. Um, I would have to say... As, look, I'm not saying this to be a homer. Charlie, you know me. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not biased at all. I'm not a homer. Um, but Philadelphia's probably got to be the capital for sandwiches. But I would probably venture to say New York. Because of this, the delis there. You know, some of those famous New York delis, I would say that they probably make a pretty mean sandwich. I mean, if you're going to get a Reuben, you're going to go up to New York. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I, I would probably, I would say, if I'm going to put my money on one, I would probably say New York. Why? What about you, Charlie? Have you had some past experiences where you would have a phenomenal sandwich somewhere else? Charles? Oh, me? No, uh... Tampa was pretty good with sandwiches. See, I wouldn't go to Tampa. Tampa. They had some pretty good sandwich shops. I went to Tampa for the college national championship a couple years back. And I didn't eat sandwiches while I was in Tampa. I was eating seafood and stuff, man. I'm right there. You got you to gotta eat what's indigenous yeah. to the land. You gotta, you, you're, you're right there. You're, you're in the bay, man. Go get some seafood. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, totally. New York. Yeah, Jorge Luis, Jorge Luis Diaz says New York by far. Yeah, I agree. You got it. You got it. You got it. I think New York, and then, but I, I would still put Philadelphia there because of just the the the, the virtual melting pot of, of food that is here uh, that is available. You know, yeah. that that's what I would go with. Next question. Totally. All right. Next one. Sandwich question again. Jesus, are you hungry? What is your favorite variation of the cheesesteak? 
My favorite. Okay. Right, so okay. No, I got it. 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 The best, the best variation of the cheesesteak is by far, hands down, this is without question, there is no debate, nothing, okay, is the pizza steak. So let it be written. So let it be done. It is sauce and ooey gooey cheese. Right? Melted and baked to perfection. There is nothing better. If you're going to go with cheesesteak, I, I, I am a big fan of the pizza steak, but you got to do the pizza steak on the grill. Like, you got to put all of the ingredients together on the grill. Not like put the steak, then the sauce and the cheese. That's fugazi. You don't want to do that. You want to incorporate all the, all, the, all, the, all the product in one, right? The sauce, the cheese, the steak together on one on the grill, right? Then... You slap that baby on, you slap the bread on top, right? Put your spatula underneath, you flip it, and you get a little more cheese right on top. In the oven, three to four minutes, comes out, perfect. That's me. It's the pizza steak, without question. Jason Nemiroff agrees. He's in the culinary fields. That's all I need to know. What about you, Joe Quill? What do you think? I, I, I love the heater at Campos. The hell's the heater? They put... Charlie, you got to roll that window up, buddy. What the hell's the heater? You got buffalo sauce on it. Ah, see, there's buffalo chicken. That's that's just crap. It's it's regular steak. That's crap. I can't deal with that. I can't. It's a regular steak. Yeah, Jason Nemoff here. Steak, onions, and mushrooms. That's it's awful. Yeah, I'm not dealing with that nonsense. No. And by the way, you went to the game. You didn't even tell me you were going, dude. I was there. I was there, bruh. I was there. I wouldn't have thought you were going to be there. We could, why? Because you think I'm not going to go I, against, I against, against you? Up. I saw Andrea, and that's how I knew you knew. <laughs> I'm like, well, you don't think I'm going to go, I'm gonna, gonna go mix with the regular folk when it's freezing cold out there? I bought that season ticket pass, man. I'm, yeah. I'm getting my money's worth here, man. <laughs> Freaking bull. By the way, then another thing, right? So I, I, I do something nice, right? I, I, I do a solid. I, uh, I couldn't – look, I'm, I was going to go – I'm going by myself to the game. Right? I bought two tickets. Yeah. So I go on Twitter. And I post it. I don't even post anything anymore. I go on Twitter and I said, hey, listen, got an extra ticket for the Phillies game tonight. I'm not using it. If anybody wants it, let me know. It's yours. Done. Right? Done. Somebody reaches out. He goes, hey, man, is the ticket still available? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. He goes, let me, I'll DM you right now. I'll send you over the ticket. Right? Hours later, while I'm at the game, some random person on Twitter sees the retweet and says, See, he was from, like, Florida or something like that. And he says, I, you know, all these people in Philadelphia getting this bad stick of being all this or whatever. Here's someone who's actually doing something nice for someone yeah. and just giving something away. And I was like, hey, man, I was like, yeah, it was no big deal. Listen, I wasn't going to use the ticket. I was going to use some. I didn't want to go to, you know, just not let anyone use it. Take it and God bless, you know, whatever. And some other guy chimes in and goes, you know, you don't have to try to get credit or for, like, good karma points for saying you did something nice for someone. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? I'm like, I didn't say anything. I I posted a, a a tweet that said, if anyone wants the ticket, let me know. Newsflash. How fucking else am I supposed to let someone know to get the ticket? How else? What am I going to do, a secret Santa and just give it away to some random person who might not even be able to go to the game? I asked if anybody wanted it. 
They took it. I didn't want any monetary value for it. I didn't even want to meet the person. I had to shake their hand. Nothing. The guy sent me a, 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 a tweet later on and said, hey, man, thanks so much for the seats. Appreciate it. No pro-. I said, hey, man, no problem. If I get them later on, they're yours. No big deal. Mm-hmm. So I get blasted for doing something nice and trying to take credit for it, what I never did. That's what's wrong with society, man. That's what's wrong. People want to just hate and tear shit down for no reason. Why? For what? Because what? Because someone did something nice for someone and someone else noticed it and they gave that person recognition? I didn't ask for it. I didn't respond to any of it. I just let it go. I was over there like everyone else at Citizens Bank Park freezing their kinyiki off, all right, trying to keep warm. Freaking outrage, man. Next question, Charlie. Is Bryce Harper's antics over the top? What? What do you mean? Like the whole like uh, the, the 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 bowing? Him the, coming out to, to left field and bowing and yeah, you and know what it is, dude. Handshakes with all his teammates. Yeah, listen, man. It's 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 all still fresh. It's all new. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, it's opening weekend, so the juices are flowing. You know what I'm saying. And um, it's and speaking of juices flowing, it seems like it wasn't an April Fool's joke. Seems like the Harper family is going to welcome their first child to Philadelphia. Um, it's <laughs> he's doing what he's supposed to do, man. Like you're supposed to be gaining favor with the fans, right? You're supposed to be forming that bond, right? Because let's get it. Like that's what fans want. They're out there. They're paying their money. They're coming to see you. They're cheering for you. What do they want? They want to be acknowledged. Right? They want to know that you're out there for them. You're not. <laughs> you're out there because you're getting 330 freaking million dollars. Yeah. That's why you're out there. All right? It's like the Comcast guy coming to your house to fix a cable. He's not out there because, you know, you know, Junior needs to watch Sprouts before he goes to bed. He's out there because he's getting paid for it. So what he's doing is he is doing um, this is this is this is uh this is PR work, man. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Go out there and just be humble, you know, kiss some ass, bow, uh, be hype with your teammates, form that camaraderie, that brotherhood, you know, the Bash brothers with Reese and everything like that. And um, that's what forms a tight-knit group in the clubhouse. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's, that's what these guys have done their entire lives. You know, these pro baseball players, you know, they've gone from one level to another, right? And it's been one clubhouse to another. And what do you do? You form yeah. a bond with these guys. And I mean, that's who you go to war with. And it's just, that's how a team's supposed to be, man. So it's a good thing. The worst thing you want to do is, the, you know, the guy, you know, he's making $330 million and he's sitting in his, you know, his car in the parking lot eating lunch by himself, yeah. a la Nam the Yeah. Okay? All right. Last question. Okay. Fire away. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. Charlie. From your current city. What? You broke up. Repeat what the whole restaurant, thing. restaurant? Okay. If you moved from your current city, what restaurant would you miss the most? Oh, there's so many. Uh, you know me, Charlie. I'm, I'm, I'm a big going out to eat guy. You know what I mean? I go, I get around. Uh, I what would I miss the most? I mean, listen. I, I'd miss, I, I, I don't know if I'd miss the, I think I'd miss the people the most. I'd miss the personalities there, you know? Like, I can get a burger anywhere. You know what I mean? I can get, yeah. like, a steak anywhere. I can get... Um, man, I guess just... If you're talking atmosphere, 
<sighs> one place. One place. I would miss I would I would miss Mr. Martino's Trattoria on Passionk Ave. It is the food's not the best. Um I've eaten there like four times. But it's got so much character, right? It's it's like the, 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 the wife's like, you know, a thousand. She's in the back cooking. Everything takes forever to come out, right? Mr. Martino's like shuffling along, just like, you know, saying hello or whatever. And um, it's one of those places where you go there and there's noise all around you, but all you hear is whoever's in front of you. And for me, um, if that, it's very near and dear to my heart. If that, if, if, if I ever left, I would, I would miss that place more than anything. What about you, Joe? I don't really have a place. Of course not. You're, you're a freaking pizza chain guy. No, I'm not. All right, you're not. Whatever. But, you know, I, I mean, like you said, it's the atmosphere. It's not right, really it's the atmosphere. The... That's, that's what I'm all... I, I would miss just the, the... I wouldn't miss the cuisine of anywhere. I can get that anywhere. What's up, Joe? Franco went yard again. Oh! Mikel Franco over the fence, which has now been a ho- considered a home run, right? It's still considered a home run because yes. the ball goes over the fence. He rounded the bases. He crossed home plate. Was there anyone in front of him? No. No one. Solo shot. So it's gone. And the current score of the Philadelphia Phillies and the Washington Nationals game is? one nothing. top of the second. Look at that. The Phillies have taken a lead, and they are pushing. 384-foot homer. It's right over the fence, but they are still on pace for 162-0. It's a good job out of Franco right there. Charlie, is that it? Is that all you got, buddy? Charles. Charlie. Yes, it is. Jesus Christ. Charles, put down the Chick-fil-A and answer the phone. Quit choking your chicken. Someone in that control room is out of control. This is ridiculous, man. Guy's got... Charlie! Charlie! We might have lost him. No, we didn't lose him. He's right there. Oh, okay. I got him right there. Oh, he texted me. Call dropped. Oh, the call dropped. All right, whatever. He said he's calling back in. No, is he calling back in? But he said he, I'm called back in. Oh, he called back in? Let's see. Charlie? There you are. What the hell happened? Yeah, I'm here. What happened? Call dropped. Call dropped, and right after I read the question off, and I was like, crap, and I called back in, and I was listening, but wasn't able to talk back. All right. Well, Mikel Franco went yard, amigo, and the Phillies are uh, on the board. I know. I heard it. I'm one, pretty one, excited. One nil for our friends across the pond. uh, Yeah, I'm excited about that. Charlie, listen, we're getting some really bad uh, connection over here. I'll talk to you a little bit later, buddy, but thanks for calling in. Make sure you're following Charlie at Dr. Catfish Charlie on Twitter and answer all these questions for yourself tonight. Let's give him a roaring round of applause. I mean, I I ask other people that all the time, too. It's like, you know, when I ask for people to, uh, David Price saying home run, Franco, Franco got it. Um, I ask people that all the time, you know, they go, where do you want to eat? And like, uh, you know, what's a good place for this? What's a good place for that? You know, I get asked that. I don't ask people. I get asked that. I tell them, I'm like, look, dude, you, you make it what you make it with who you're with. You know, I, I've said that. I said, it, yeah, I said it last week on the show. I said, you know, don't tell me where you ate. Tell me who you ate with. That's, that's what matters. You know, the, the, the company that you keep is what matters. Uh, I could care less what I'm eating, dude. I, I, I could yeah. split a freaking peanut M&M with someone and have a, a fantastic time, you know, yeah. as long as I'm drunk enough. That's, that's, that's all I'm doing. Let's get one more update. One more update on uh, before we get out of here. 
on the Funkin' Fantasy Final Four Greatest HBO Characters of All Time. Here we go. The latest tally. We have Ari Gold with 110 votes, 54% of the vote over Kenny Powers. And then with 102 votes in thus far, Larry David, 63% over Pauly Walnuts. And we have audio of Pauly Walnuts. I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> He's trying his best, all right? And we're trying our best, too, to get the hell out of here so we can, um, I don't have work tonight. I don't have work tonight. What the hell am I going to do with myself? This is odd. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to get a good night's sleep tonight. I'm going to go run tomorrow. I'm, yeah. doing, I'm doing the nine-mile loop around Kelly Drive. I got the Broad Street run coming up in May, man. I'm going, I got to run 10 miles. So I got to make sure. I'm not built for these marathons yet or these half marathons. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'll get there one of these days. Yeah, I will. You'll get there one of these days too, Luckily, Joe. Luckily, it's a downhill run. It's all downhill after 30. Yeah. You know that, man. Come on. <sighs> I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight on Funkin' Fantasy. Had a great time talking to you. I hope you had a great time listening to us. I want to thank everyone for listening on Block Talk Radio. Chiming in on Twitter. We didn't go to Twitter today. That's okay, though. Sorry. I'll talk to those people later. Joe, thank you for coming in, eating thank my you. soup, hanging out. How was the soup? Was the soup was good? Excellent. I'm going to give you something to take home. I got 17 vats of this shit sitting <laughs> over here, all right? And if anybody ever wants to come into Curto's couch and sit here and hang out during the show, watch my TV, drink my wine, hang out, eat my food, just drop me a line, man. You're welcome to at any time. But I'm not giving away any more Phillies tickets because that apparently is frowned upon in these parts. Okay? Just don't post it on Twitter. No, of course not. Speaking of Twitter, make sure you're following at PhillyGuy underscore 78. PhillyGuy73. Ah, you motherfucker. I just, I had it. It was right there. You're closer. I was getting there, man. I was getting there. One of these days I'm going to write it down so I don't forget it. All right? You can't forget me, though. At LuigiCurdo22. At Fantasy. Make sure you're following the show. I'll see you guys next week. I think we might be moving the show to a different day and maybe moving it over to Moonshine so that people can come out and hang out. It all depends. We'll see. I'm talking to Rich right now. In the meantime, I'm Luigi Curto reminding you it's not a fantasy. You believe it's real. Good night, everybody. Music and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.